Well, hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I am one of your hosts, Angel, with John Pepe. How's it going, Angel? Oh, no, it felt good to say that. It's been so long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What has it been, like three weeks? Uh, yeah, yeah. For yeah. me, because you've been on... Well, you were on uh, once. weeks ago with yeah. uh, uh, Justin and John with that yeah. really cool, cool uh, Ballad of Gia and Frankie story that they had, which, yes, yeah, that's worthy of a deep dive, man. There's some really cool <laughs> stuff going on there. I think I figured something out, but I don't want to say anything. But I love those guys are great. I'd love to talk to them again because it's really fascinating. Yeah, it was good to talk to you afterwards because it was almost like you were playing detective um, <laughs> and figuring out some things, uh, which was pretty cool. But yeah, it's good to be back. Um, life gets in the way and fuck, man, like I almost this morning, I was like so close because I was so sick, but I was like, it's been way too long. Yeah. Um, and we had some really good stuff over the last couple of weeks that we want to discuss. So yeah. So, all right, guys, welcome. Uh, we do have another episode of the Indie Comic uh, Review for you this week. However, before we get into it, uh, three words, Daniel, Warren, <laughs> Johnson, next week, bro. All right, so if you guys don't know, Robert Kirkman, I guess, uh, acquired the rights to uh, G.I. Joe and uh, Transformers. And he's doing sort of like this uh, Energon-verse. Um, and sort of like there's this story stuck in the middle that's going to introduce the Transformers and a G.I. Joe into this world. So it's called Void Rivals. And if you haven't been reading it, haven't picked it up, I implore you to pick it up especially if you're a Transformers fan or a G.I. Joe fan, because they're going to be coming into the mix. I mean, we already did get, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? I don't remember. Was it one of the Autobots. Or... No. Or one of the Autobots. Oh, right. Yeah, it was one of the Autobots. But God, next week man. is uh, Transformers, issue number, number one. one. Um, and I think he's writing and drawing, right? Yes, yeah. Oh, dude, so I'm so excited for that. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be that. I think there's a... a a G.I. Joe book is a isn't there a Cobra book as well? I think they they announced a Duke and a Cobra yeah. Commander comic before an yeah. actual G.I. Joe. So but yeah. yeah, they're coming right out the gate with the Transformers. And we love Daniel Warren Johnson. Do a power bomb, his seven issue miniseries was our favorite book uh of the year that it came out, which I think was last year. Yep. Um so yeah, he's just a tremendous artist and writer and just great concepts. And I think I'm looking forward to his execution on this. I think it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, and what I'm really looking forward to is because he's a really good storyteller. On top of that, you got Robert Kirkman leading it. So we're looking at sort of like uh, The Walking Dead. We're looking at uh, what was the other one with the two brothers uh, that was out for a long time still. I mean, he's got Firepower too, which is really great. Well, Invincible um, is the big... Invincible. Yeah, um, Yeah. so he's he's got a really great way of, of telling stories. And I think there's going to be twists in there that we're not going to expect. So it's not going to be a traditional, you know... Uh, you know, G.I. Joe freaking um, or Transformers. I think there's just going to be sort of like this tug and pull with these, because uh, he's already had, he has it in Void Rivals. I mean, you got two factions that are already at each other's throats. And then you got the two factions that have met one another trying to um, <clears throat> get resources that they're limited on. But it's so funny because they're on the same, I guess, uh, ring that they're living on, but they both flip on halves of the ring. Right. And they're just at each other's throat for resources, which is just hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be great. I, I'm enjoying it so far, um, and bringing everything else. I haven't read GI Joe or Transformers in forever, yeah. So I'm looking forward to having you know fresh eyes on it and um, fresh new lines as well. And, so, and yeah. the, the trick with these properties is you really want to do something new. 
but you still also want to make it familiar oh, yeah. for what people are expecting from these properties. So yeah, again, I think Daniel Warren Johnson is the right call for transformers. I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm not sure about the GI Joe stuff yet, but uh, yeah, that transformers I'm really looking forward to. Well, we'll see when it comes out. So yeah, yeah. check it out guys. Next week is uh transformers. Number one. Um, all right. So we're going to dive into books rather than give you dates. Cause we're going to go back three weeks for one book, <laughs> two weeks for another set of books and then the book this week. So actually, I'm going to lead it off. So this would be um, because I have the one book for this week. There wasn't much, and I'm, I was right. a little concerned with that. Um, even next week, there's a little not as much as well. I think there's a couple of books that are coming out with number one. So we'll have to see if uh, they're worthy of, of a good read. But um, you'll, but you'll be reviewing Transformers number one next week. So. Oh, hell yeah. So look out for that. Um, <laughs> all right. So what did I get? I got Tales from the Cave. So this is from Mad Cave Studios. Um, it really intrigued me because lately I've been reading um, Hunt, Kill, Repeat um, from Mad Cave Studios. And I really, I didn't expect to like it as much as I liked it. So uh, it's basically um, a story about Athena, I want to say. I, I probably have the wrong goddess, but yes. Who comes down to Earth, falls in love with a guy, a mortal, and Zeus says, no, he's not having any of that, and kills him. Blah, blah, blah. She goes crazy and starts killing the gods just to find out that freaking her son, who she thought was killed by Zeus, was still alive. Holy shit. It was good. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's 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 uh it's been entertaining. So this is just a collection of short stories from three properties from Mad Case Studios, just in time for Halloween. You have Battle Cats, you have a hunt, kill, repeat story, and then Nottingham. Uh, the Battle Cats, I believe, was their initial book that Mad Cave Studios came out. So that was their initial property they came out with. Uh, Nottingham became really popular. I don't know if you remember that when we first got that book, we just yep. sold out. And then it was yeah. just like people wanted it all over the place. Um, and then Hunt, Kill, Repeat, I think I'm the only one that reads it in the store. So <laughs> if, you don't, if you're not reading it, you don't know what you're missing. It's actually pretty good. Uh, so just a collection of three of the stories. If you're not familiar with the properties, you don't need to be familiar with the properties because they're just short stories that are taken, you know, for what they are. Uh, just little horror stories, um, but just using those properties. So if you are familiar with the characters, it brings a little bit more resonation. Uh, well, you'd be a little bit more familiar with them. Um, but yeah, the, the crew that drew it, wrote it, and uh, inked it is large uh, for the three properties. So you might want to check it out. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's eight pages each, so it's a little hefty. Um, I mean, I was a five ninety nine price point, so I was like, uh, but because I had one of my favorite books that I'm reading right now, and I wasn't disappointed. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah, the art's great. Uh, the creative teams that they put on it are, you know, fantastic. So, if you're looking for some Halloween stuff just to get through uh, Halloween, check it out. Uh, right. Tales from the Cave. Uh, it's a one shot. I think they're going to be doing this. I'm, I'm pretty like you know how DC has their holiday stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure you know these companies are going to follow suit on that as well. Uh, yeah, so if you want just an introduction, you get three stories from three of their properties. And if you like the stories, you might want to check out their properties as well. Awesome. Yeah, I like those um, those sort of like one-shot, you know, primers or preview book type things. Where yeah. even it's not even necessarily a preview book, but just sort of giving you something, like a little taste of something greater uh, that you don't necessarily... If you like it as an eight pager, great. You don't have to go on, but if it really intrigues you, there's more material out there. So I love when they do these kind of one shots. I do too. And it's, it's you know, it's a double edged sword, right? Because it's only eight pages to tell a story to try to catch people in. Yeah. And if you could do your job really well, then you got yourself, you know, a new fan. If not, then 
You gotta love. <laughs> right. All right. What do you got? So I got uh, three books. So uh, two from last week and one from the week before. So I'm just gonna start with the uh, the oldest one from the week before. Uh, this is another new IDW original. It is called Kill More. Uh, lovely, lovely face on the cover there. Um, so this is a really, really uh, interesting book. It is written by Scott Brian Wilson, illustrated by Max Allen Fuchs. They both have uh, co-creator credit as well. Colorist with spot illustrations, Valentina Brisky, lettered by CPD Athletic League, which is a really interesting name for a lettering <laughs> group, uh, edited by Chase Maratz, assistant edited by Jake Williams, and design and production by Nathan Wittick. And so, yeah, so IDW Originals, I've been really liking a lot of what they've been coming out with out the gate. Uh, this one is no different. This slightly reminds me a little bit of uh, that Dark Horse 4 issue, Where Monsters Lie. Uh, uh, dude, I was that. just thinking that when you showed me the picture. Yeah, because right, it's very similar to the old uh, the the oh, matriarch yeah. of that yep. that uh, uh, gated community for serial killers. So, whereas that was very funny amidst all the horror, uh, this one is is pretty much played straight. Uh, mm -hmm. What we do have is we have some time in the future. Uh, we're in the city of Colonia, which they now call Old Colonia. And uh, New Colonia is now on Mars, right? So basically what you've had is this mass exodus of, of people from Earth going to colonize Mars. But <laughs> what you have left on Earth are basically all the worst people now, right? So this town, Old Colonia, is now essentially overrun with serial killers. And they just keep showing up. And so it's Australia. It's kind of like Australia, yeah. And and it's almost like they treat this this town um, as their own personal ongoing purge, right? So mm. you basically just have people killing each other in the streets in the city. Uh, you have a very thin police uh, police force uh, still trying to do their job and in investigating crimes, uh, but you know they're very they're worn very thin. One guy literally is just. <laughs> Like at the end of this interview with, with, you know, as they're working on this one, one case, the one guy's partner goes, yeah, by the way, this is my last day. See ya. You know, I'm, I'm transferred. <laughs> I'm out, you know? Uh, so he winds up with another younger cop um, as their paths in the investigation cross. Uh, so you're going to have, uh, you know, sort of the older jaded cop working with the younger sort of more like, I still want to do my job cop. Uh, and the older jaded cop is still very much, you know, in, in, you know, into doing his job, but he knows anything he does isn't really going to get him anywhere. So really neat concept. Um, the visuals are fantastic. Uh, this, this, uh, this Max Allen Fuchs is a really wonderful, uh, detailed artist, uh, really clean style, but like really with a lot of great details in there. Uh, yeah. This one double page spread, I really love. As you can kind of see these like, these are factories that were done to build the ships to send people to Mars. And yeah. now they're all abandoned because everybody's gone. But you can see, if you can see in that detail there, in these gutters and these trenches coming, you know, out of this factory are just bodies, bodies, just bodies yeah. piled that's up. Cool. And that's sort of the state of this town. And it's great. Cause there's like a little sign there that says no dumping. And yeah, that's <laughs> like oh, this is the dumping ground for the bodies. So really neat concept. Uh, the serial killers that they introduce are really fascinating and twisted. Uh, you got a guy called the sufferer who basically 
suffers along with his victims. He cries mm. as he's killing them. Uh, you have this late, this, this jacked woman called lady face smasher who like after she kills she has to eat like this giant meal from a diner like so some really quirky and like interesting characters as far as the serial killers go uh and then of course whatever's going on with your two leads is, is pretty fascinating and interesting so i really dug it i thought it was a really cool first issue uh they give you some cool little back matter uh, like the Colonial Chronicles. Uh, and you can kind of see like under the masthead, the state of this town, it leads with sports. It follows with porn. And then it says food, business, obituaries, classified comics and weather. So like that's <laughs> sort of the state of that world. Um, and then these kind of have like little rap sheet or uh, from one of the guys that you do meet, one of the killers you meet in the book at the back there. Uh, and it's great because the notes from the, the lead the detective that you're following in here, um, the, the, he just com on the form he complains about how everything that they have is broken and there's not even enough room on the form to fill everything out properly uh so i thought that was a really interesting little touch there so yeah Kilmore, really fascinating setup uh really bizarre really scary uh just uh it's you know again i'm not a big fan of that dystopian future type stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but this feels so much more contemporary that uh, it was a real easy buy-in to the dystopian future. And this idea of just seeing this town just completely empty and just overrun by, by maniacs uh, was a really good hook. I really like that. Cool. So yeah, that was from IDW. That was Kilmore. Uh, we move over to our buddies over at AWA. So this came out last week. This is called Rumpus Room. I believe this is a five-issue series. Uh, gorgeous main cover by one of my favorite artists of all time, uh, the great Tony Harris, uh, who, you know, I've talked about him a lot before, but I just always love whatever this guy does. He's worked for DC, Marvel, and a ton of independent stuff. He just always puts a lot of great level of detail and care into his work, whether it's interiors or covers, and this, this cover is fascinating. Uh, the inside of the book, uh, Rumpus Room, is written by Mark Russell, illustrated by Ramon Rosanis, colored by Ivy Zvorsina, lettered by And World Design, and uh, the editing, I believe, is your usual AWA team. You know, you have Axel Alonso at the lead, uh, Michael Coast is your senior editor, and um, don't have an assistant editor credit here, but whoever they did, it was a they did a great job. Uh, this book is actually really cool. Uh, this is a little more contemporary, and you basically have this very reclusive, super rich guy who is really just kind of obsessed with staying young, uh, because you know he and he he equates everything with money, right? So it's like he. Um, so it kind of opens with him on the phone with like his accountant or whatever. And then he gets a knock at the door uh, and it's this woman who's looking for her sister. She claims her sister was an accountant with his company. She went missing about three weeks ago. So he invites her in, makes her coffee, tells her, I really don't know this person. Um, you know, I go through accountants almost as much as I, as quickly as I go through lawyers and uh, basically Turns out he assures her, oh, yeah, don't worry. You're, you're, you know, there's a joke about, oh, the, you know, I ran out of poison for the coffee. Don't worry, your coffee's not poison. But then she winds up passing out. And it's because he didn't poison the coffee because he is a man of his word. Uh, but he poisoned the air to knock her out, right? <laughs> and um, 
And, and during that conversation, though, everything, like I said, he equates money. So he goes, you know, I'm such a, 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 a wealthy man and I'm so influential. Uh, basically making you this coffee, cup of coffee costs the, you know, the, the world about a million dollars because I'm doing this now. And so it's, so he, goes, so he has several levels of like, this is what my time is worth. It's always in the millions of dollars. Um, and he's obsessed with looking good because he says if he has, you know, a blemish, that's billions of dollars just out the window because people won't listen to him if he has a blemish. Mm. So he's very obsessed with that. So after this girl gets knocked out, he, um, she is then gathered by these two guys that are sort of like, um, they're like these giant kind of furries, but of course they're wearing gas masks uh, to round her up. Uh, so these are sort of like his like henchmen, right? His, his, uh, his servants that drag her down. <laughs> he has a secret lair in his basement where he's got a ton of people who are there, right? And they're all prisoners in this guy's basement at his mansion. And um, basically uh, what happens is every day, I guess they have to vote on who they're going to sacrifice. Okay. And it turns out that, that they are so, they're so locked into this prisoner game that they can't even think, oh, there's a way we can try and get out of here. Mm. They just fall right in. And Mark Russell explains in the back matter that this is sort of a, an allegory for a lot of uh, situations that we're in right now where, where we get so used to certain status quo, certain situations that we just have no choice but to play along, right? right. And we just buy right into it. So they vote this one person, we're going to say off the island, but out of the basement, essentially. Uh, and then she is put in this contraption which crushes her and pulps her and out of the, the spigot at the back, she's basically turned into this beauty cream. And this is uh. what this guy uses to maintain his youthful appearance. So really cool little hook there. Uh, and just really amps the twisted nature of this. Um, and then another really cool aspect of it is the woman that he just you know, kidnapped who was saying her sister was missing. Mm. She, that was a lie she's actually an undercover cop. Uh, and now she is in the basement with the rest of the prisoners and she was able to sneak in a gun in her ankle holster. So, and hence uh, the protagonist. And, so, and, and yet the other people see this gun and they're like, oh, well, this, this changes everything. And then that's full stop. That's the end of your first issue. So it's gotcha. like chaos is absolutely going to ensue. Uh, and I just really like that setup. I like the, the, the creepy, you know, multimillionaire guy uh, who literally has a coffee cup that does say world's worst boss. <laughs> you know, So he is definitely aware. Uh, he's got this like really weird sculptures in his back in like the mm. backyard of his place so mm. i wonder like some there's got to be stories behind some of these so i really wonder how this is all going to play out uh the art by um by ramon rosanos is beautiful it is just super clean uh and even when people are talking it's still there's some dynamis dynamic uh you know dynamism to it so it's uh even if it's just two people talking it really does give you a sense of movement still um so his details are great his line work is super clean like i said uh coloring is really good you know you can kind of see like the change in color if you're you know when you're in his place it's all bright and super sunny and then obviously right. when you're down in you know the basement it's a lot darker uh so really well executed rumpus room uh again so AWA. It's, uh, 
Silence of the Lambs meets Bruce Wayne. It's like Silence of the Lambs meets Bruce Wayne with a little bit of plush, I felt, thrown in as far as because of these furries, right? Like like these guys that he has, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that and that whole... That whole beauty cream aspect is just super bizarre, super weird. So yeah, AWA is great. They just do a lot of these minis. And so this is a five issue mini. uh, So I really, really dug this. Uh, Right now with that, the Madness, Ribbon Queen, Sins of the Salt and Sea. uh, They've got a really good uh, run right now on Mm -hmm. sort of like the dark mystery type stuff. So uh, which edges into the horror. So I really like that. So yeah, Rumpus Room, give it a shot. Really good stuff. Uh, Last final one we go to our uh, our good go-to uh the largest indie comic uh company going right now is image uh basically you know what uh, uh the, the, the the you know after the big two they have the largest market share they also have the widest range of titles uh i just really love what image has been doing these last few years uh and this is junior baker the righteous faker and this is written by Joe Casey, who uh, is one of those, you know, guys that really made a name for himself writing for the big two. Uh, and then is now, you know, has just been doing tons of his own stuff that, that, that really speaks to him without that sort of corporate oversight. So he's not, you know, so he's really creating his own stuff, his own characters. It's really cool. Uh, he's, it's funny, though. It says right here, written under demand by Joe Casey. Uh, drawn with raw pencil and choice colors by Ryan Quackenbush, designed by Sonia <laughs> Harris, and lettered by Russ Wooten. And I could not necessarily find any um, editorial credits, uh, but I'm gonna. So I'm gonna just start right off by saying that Joe Casey has another series that he did with Mike Huddleston called Butcher Baker: The Righteous Maker. And then this is Junior Baker, the Righteous Faker. Now, I've not read Butcher Baker. I didn't do any uh, research to see if this is a follow-up to that or if they Mm. exist in the same world or if it's the same guy. I kind of wanted just to dive into this cold, um, which was an interesting experience. First and foremost, I do want to say that Ryan Quackenbush is an incredible and amazing artist. Uh, He's got this sort of Dave McKean, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh type sensibility mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it even goes i mean just his color the color palette is insane the imagery is wild and gorgeous um and this really is kind of like like a weird acid trip in a lot of ways so sort of the setup is your this guy that you're following um dizzy baker is a reporter and he works for an online outlet called Blitzfeed News and they sort of trade in gossip and things like that. And there's a lot of references to sort of um, in the past, there was a big superhero war. Uh, Basically all the superheroes had overrun the bad guys. There were no bad guys left anymore. You just have a world with just superheroes. A lot of them are younger superheroes and with no bad guys to fight, they just wind up fighting themselves, which Mm. led to some great cataclysm. Uh, And now everybody's kind of living in the aftermath of that cataclysm. And it's kind of interesting because that setup really reminds me of kingdom come. If you remember that, and even the way those flashbacks are done, I think I just showed one. It's very much like some of those like 
flash forwards in Kingdom Come where you just had like the images in shadow with like just dust all around. Like, mm -hmm. so it's very vague as to really what happened there. Um, but I just right away in my head, I was like, oh, that just really reminds me a lot of the Kingdom Come stuff, the Mark Wade, Alex Ross. Uh, but obviously, it is not that, although I guess maybe the intent is if you squint. <laughs> that could be it. Um, so Dizzy Baker, while he's kind of pursuing his stories and his leads here, you know, gets all these sort of crazy visions um, and even winds up in the hospital. And it's like time kind of slips away from him uh, where he's like yeah. in one moment and then boom, next thing you know, he's like in the, in the hospital and then boom, he's out of the hospital and he's home with a broken arm and all this weird stuff is going on. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I quite got all of it mm. um it was a little all over the place and a little dense and i don't know again if that is because i'm missing the piece if the uh, butcher baker is is the lead to this right. or even if it's designed for you to be able to go in cold which i think it is i think i think that the the the, the my lack of understanding is is almost because of this mystery is so deep and it's going to be a slow burn to build everything up mm. to the surface as to what exactly is going on here who is so, the writer again so it is joe casey okay. who's usually a very straightforward writer you right. know uh, but I haven't read a lot of his independent independent stuff in the last few years, so I'm not sure if there was a, a, a style change in how he's telling his stories. Um, so in that respect, sometimes I get frustrated if I don't get everything when I'm reading a book. Yeah. But sometimes I get caught up in the mystery and the fact that I can't discern everything that's going on right off the bat intrigues me more. So I'm putting I that in the it frustrating. I, right. I'm putting it right now. I'm putting it in the ladder. I'm putting it into the, it is such a beautiful looking book and there's some really cool stuff going on. And I feel like I grasped enough of it to lead me to continue into kind of figuring out exactly what else is going on through this. So of the three, it is the bottom of the three, right? As far as the one I didn't enjoy as much as the other two. Right. Uh, but still worthy to pick up because again it's gorgeous and there's some really interesting stuff going on there and that is one where i kind of really want to crack the mystery so how would you how would you compare it to sacrifices then because that that's a mystery book onto itself that you know i'm finding both frustrating right but fascinated to want to know why this book is making me so frustrated <laughs> right so sacrifices i'm not really having that trouble i i feel like i kind of get what is going on there i know we discussed like a couple things about it um and i thought the second issue of sacrificers um focusing really on the kids in the chain gang we'll right. say and how right. that work how that is how what is going on with them the sacrificing is different for each community that they go to mm -hmm. um i think there's some really good world building going on there in sacrificers and without this thing in the back of my head of like well is this the continuation of something sacrificers uh, i find very easy the nagging thing for me about junior baker is is this a continuation gotcha. of something and so that's sort so of my if you didn't thing. have that bit of information do you think you'd read it differently um well, yes you can't tell. No. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell, tell, right? Because it's already in there. Because it's already uh, in there. But the artwork is so wild and dense and fascinating that that's really the hook for me. Right. That it's just a gorgeous book to look at. And then it's like, okay, how can I interpret what's going on here? Right. So I'm definitely going to give it another shot. 
but I would probably put like of the three I just did, I'm gonna put Rumpus Room at the top. That's that's that my highest recommend. That's just gross. It's just the cleanest, also the cleanest style, the cleanest book, uh, the more contemporary book, and something a little more relatable. I'm gonna put Kilmore second because relatable. Again, well, relatable Killing people are making beauty cream. That is relatable. Oh, I guess you don't you don't know you don't know about the operation we have over here. (laughs) No, I'm just saying as far as like the the, uh relatable it's not dystopian, it's not dystopian future. You don't need to know oh half the town evacuated to Mars, right? Like that kind of thing. So that's the easiest entry point for understanding the story and the cleanest artwork. Uh, I'm gonna kill more second because that's great great hook great concept it's just gross and you really do even more than rumpus room you really feel you want to take a shower after you kill more uh and then junior baker um i'm gonna say like rainy day take some drugs read that let me know what you think (laughs) uh, yeah but so beautiful looking book really intriguing mystery that is building there as far as what has happened before and what is happening to this guy now um but again narratively just a little more impenetrable than the other three okay sounds good all right gang well there you have it you have books for the last three weeks um some good stuff make sure that you go and uh Check out your local comic book shop and see if you can pick these up. If they don't have it, demand it because we want it. <laughs> yes. um, and definitely be on the lookout for next week's episode because, you know, rain or shine, sick or death, well, not death, um, just shy of death. Uh, we'll definitely be taking a look at this uh, Transformer book by uh, Darren Ward Johnson and see if there's any mention or how that fits into this Energon verse that is being created um, by Robert Kirkman, which would be pretty cool. Um, all right. Awesome. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe to the podcast. Um, better yet, tell three friends who tell three friends of theirs. Um, and they'll just keep paying it forward. Dude, I just watched that movie the other day. Oh, such a great movie. Such Pay a forward? great movie. Never oh, my God. No, stop. You never I've saw never it? seen it. No, you know, it's after 2000. It's not a comic book movie. So Fuck I didn't see off, it. bro. <laughs> All right, here's your homework. You have to go watch that movie. Because <laughs> you'll cry. You'll laugh. You'll cry some more. And then you'll just be like, you'll want to change the world ah. seriously you got to watch that movie next right. week we're going to talk about it just a little bit but you have to watch between now and next week all right so yeah do. okay uh now we got to get back on track uh click subscribe to the podcast um if you want to join the podcast you're a creator want to promote yourself and or, or you know a project that you have coming up amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast fill out the form we'd love to have you on stay up to date on everything that we've got going on at amazing action comics at amazingactioncomics.com we still got stuff going on in the background, guys. I promise. There's stuff coming out of Woodworks that we're really excited about. Um, just time. Uh, last but not least, support local comic book shop because without them, we wouldn't have a job and we wouldn't be able to read some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say Phil. I'm going to say Phil. Fuck it. Phil, where do you get your comic books from? <laughs> well, I, uh, Phil, and I, John, <laughs> get my comics at The Joker's Child in Fairlaw, New Jersey, uh, which you know, we have. We carry all these books. We carry a ton of other books. we got a ton of back issues. If you can't find it on the floor, you let us know. Give us five minutes to run the back. Most likely we're going to have it for you. Uh, but, you know, the Joker's Child in Fairlaw, New Jersey has been around for about 35 years now. Uh, and, you know, if you 
can't make it to Fairlawn, please support your local comic shop because really, like Angel said, this is the lifeblood. This is where we work, but this is also where we get our entertainment as well. So we love comics and any good local comic shop worth its salt should love comics as well. And the more they love comics, the more you should patronize them. Absolutely. Uh, very well said. I can't believe that comic shop is older than you. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, kitties. Until next time, please be amazing. Stay amazing. And read something amazing. 